welcome to another episode of Lex Education! Woo woo woo! It's the hutch-based comedy podcast where comedian me, Laura Lex, squats in a hutch with her normal hutchy brother, Ron. It's an early morning hutch record. Is this the earliest we've recorded? By far. It's 7.40am. Yeah. Life's horrible now. Yeah. Um, it's hutch-based. It's hutch-based. Ron's leaving today. Yeah. I'm so sad about that. We're not talking about it, though. No. Um. <laughs> hey, 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 listeners, you're the highlight of the world. Um, how are you all? Are you well? Brilliant. Um, <laughs> giddy. 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 It's like stress giddy. That's where we are. Um, it's physics this week, Cotton. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, can, what did we do? What was this lesson about? I don't know. I haven't listened no, to it. No, and I didn't make good notes while I was editing it. You never do. I try. Do you? Sometimes. Is this you trying? Sometimes I try. Sometimes I try. No, that's not. Um, uh, I try to say, I try to make some notes and a joke. That's what I was so early. <laughs> so, so Who's early. asking for it? <laughs> <laughs> like, implicitly, they are asking, aren't they? They're not necessarily for um, early morning hutch karaoke. Oh, wrong. Yeah, it's physics. I know at the beginning we sort of... Oh, I know what it's about. It's elasticity. Elasticity. There's no songs about elasticity. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, why would anybody spend an hour of their life trying to learn that? It's mad. But we did. We did. Um, I don't think it went that well. I remember us um, sort of discussing more like history and sociology for a while. And yeah. then we got to the physics and we were sad. It was another three-part recorder because in the middle... Oh, maybe that's spoilers. Let's talk about that afterwards. Ah! Ah! <laughs> what I do need to talk about, though, is that at the beginning, uh, at the top of the podcast, we're talking about... Um, uh, early development of civilizations. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and uh, I talk about how people haven't been in Australia and New Zealand for very long, which has affected the the way that their um, uh, their society developed. I was getting confused. I meant um, I it, it's only New Zealand that that applies to. Oh, people have only been in New Zealand for like a thousand years or something crazy like that. Really? Whereas, and this is very interesting. Interesting friend of the podcast, Eve, um, studied Aborigine um, culture in some form um, when in, for her masters, and I was talking to her about it. Cause, um, and uh, the Aborigine people were one of the first groups to leave Africa. Really? So they've actually been in Australia for longer than people have been in Europe. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. Um, because apparently it took us like three tries to work our way through Europe. Yeah, that makes sense. It's cold. Mm, and like full of bears and yeah. stuff back then. Um, so yeah, I'm going to talk about that, but I'm wrong. But I thought I'd leave it in because everyone gets stuff wrong. Oh, all right. Yeah, OK. Um, I just assume I'm right about what I'm talking about. Do you? No, never. <laughs> but I think I put in a disclaimer straight away going, I don't know what I'm talking about. This is an exchange I saw on Twitter, so yeah. I'm covered. Oh, look at that bird trying to get in the window. Oh, wow. Get out of the hutch, bird. We're working. It's um, a work hutch now. 
Yeah, it's not a bird hutch anymore. Um, very much enjoyed your insults this week on social media. We were asking because... Uh, I thought you were just talking to me. You? You haven't insulted me this week. You've been aware of how delicate my situation is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no, the starling's trying to get back in the nest. But I think you've fledged now, starling. You're too big. Go elsewhere. The hutch is alive with nature. <laughs> This is this is unfocused, even for us. Um, uh, well, absolute. I think in last week's episode, I called you an absolute bandwidth. Yeah. As an insult, people and loved it. People loved it. So we've been coming up with what are your favourite non-insults um, that are you can use as an insult. And there's been a lot of love for kitchen equipment on the socials this week. But if you've got any that are not kitchen equipment, flaming spatula, you know. I haven't seen any of this. Nah, you were out drinking. Yeah. Like a boy. Um, so like that, a boy would do. Like a boy would do, and you did. Um, so there you go. Enjoy some of us getting the world wrong, some of us getting physics wrong, and um, we'll see you afterwards. Okay. Where go? You'll go for Laura. I'm Ron. What? <laughs> What did you say? I said you'll go for Laura. You'll go for Laura. Yeah, you know, like you you can speak to me now. Isn't that a thing? You'll go for Laura. Go for Laura? Yeah. That's fine. You just okay. But the go's not mine. Oh. It's like go, go at it. It's a race, go. Oh. You if if you were starting a race, you wouldn't say you'll go. You'll yeah, but I thought it was more like like if you're on a radio comms, you'd say, yes, go for Laura, you know, your go for Laura. No, you see, that's what it's weird. You just wouldn't say your, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Ah, OK. Well, <laughs> go for Laura. <laughs> Every single record we've done today has had a weird gibbering start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But maybe the middle will be very good. <laughs> I'd, I'd say the middle's been great. I don't think we've closed any of them off particularly well. <laughs> Look, we're not beginners or starters. We just get into a flow in the middle. And if we had a producer, they'd edit the crud off and just inject the pure brilliantness in. Hmm. But it's not what you weirdos like, from all accounts. No, they want sound effects and behind the scenes yeah and if you're listening to this thinking god no i don't sorry but you need to be more vocal or just stop listening just go away yeah if you're the last person to tell us something before we make a thing you will influence it we do yeah. make snap decisions we're, we're very impulsive. very very impulsive based on what we think people will like we're impulsive we are anxious we try to please but we don't really remember what pleased people last week. <laughs> That's no. the problem. <laughs> I think there's also, whenever I listen back to these, I always think there's a moment in each record where you can hear one of us lose faith in the, <laughs> in the premise completely and just kind of go, oh, my God, why would anyone listen to this? There's this, like, it's there in, in our voices. What's your dumb cat doing now? I don't know, I just heard a bang. <clears throat> I ignore it often when she makes noises like that, though, because I figure if I wasn't here, I wouldn't have heard it, and she's not died yet, so probably fine. 
Um, so we're doing physics today, Laura, and uh, it's mm-hmm. just continuing this death march through what we've been doing. But you know what? We're not even in down anymore, so there's not even really any bants to have around that. Uh, Fuck, it didn't take long to get to the down. point, did it? <laughs> One of us lost faith in the concept. <laughs> At least we're done with down, because honestly, Ron, it was killing me going over the same stuff again. And as a present to you, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm in a very calm mood, and um, I feel pretty tired, but zen. So I'm, I'm gonna do my best to come at this with biology energy. Okay. Um, we'll see how long that lasts, but we'll give it a damn good go. Okay. Okay. So the first thing that we've got to do, we've got to finish off what we were doing last time on elasticity. Oh my god! You just said we'd finished it. Well, we finished down like you know, there's no women rolling balls downhill, but we've got it like, like I've just said before you interrupted me. We, (laughs) (laughs) the wheels are coming (laughs) off the trolley. (laughs) Yucky (laughs) now. All I can see is a little tail whipping you in the face. Hi, Nyucky. Kiss the pop shield. You hear a purring? Yeah, a little bit. Um, no, so we're finishing off elasticity. Elasticity. Did we start elasticity? Yes, do you want to go over it again? No, it's a push-me-pull-you thing, isn't it? What? That was it. Do you have the formula for elastic <laughs> extension? Elastic extension. Um. <laughs> My notes is just a woman pushing a trolley and I've drawn all the shelves. <laughs> I can't see the shelves. Hang on. Where, uh, there they are around the corner. Oh, Ooh. Laura. <laughs> You've put labels on the items. Yeah, a crisp cereal and a jar of honey. Um, elasticity, force measured in newtons equals spring constant NPM, newtons per metre, probably, times extension metres. Yep, and what's the spring constant? How many newtons it takes to pull it a metre? Yeah. Well done. Yeah, that, that is what the spring constant is. So it's, yes. uh, the spring constant essentially is just an inherent property of anything that um, has elastic capabilities. Okay. So if you had a really tough spring, that, it's like, and you know, you don't really pull it that much. That's got yeah. a high Like suspension in a car, you know? Yeah. Those big springs. They're going to have I a high spring those. constant. The little... They're barely even springs, really, are they? Um, no, they're Noing. springs with high spring constants. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I uh, watched Piglet's big movie the other day, and there's lots of springing about in that because it gives Kanga and Roo's origin story to the 100-acre wood. Now, that's actually very interesting um, with kangaroos cause they're, or, and wallabies because they're the only things on the planet that bounce around like that. It's really cool. It's really fascinating. Australia, just very, very interesting. Mm. I was, I can't remember, I was reading something, and forgive me, this is like, 
I, I know nothing about the subject, so I literally only know what I saw. But someone was being quite racist on on Twitter. What shock and horror about Aborigines? And and there's I think like a common. I'm not sure if it's a misconception or an interesting fact or something, but like they don't really, they didn't have like wheeled transport, I don't think. And they're one of the only civilizations that didn't have it. And then somebody pointed out where well, there aren't really pack beasts there before white settlers. So mm. why would you, you dumbass? Like it's not a sign that they were stupid. Ah, oh, stupid, sorry. It, it's a sign that that was just not fucking useful because they didn't have anything to pull it, you dickhead. You're not going to stick a kangaroo at the front, are you? So, yeah. Uh, just a note from Ron here. Um, what I'm saying is true of New Zealand, not of Australia. Turns out people have been in Australia for fucking ages. Um, but people get things wrong sometimes. I did a little bit of extra research because I wasn't quite sure. Turns out I was wrong. Um, but, uh, so, so listen to this. Talking about New Zealand, not Australia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, um, uh, also with them, the, the peoples that reached... Um, Australia and like New Zealand and stuff like um, they just weren't there for very long huh. um, like um, yeah like the the Maori peoples when um, white people arrived they were still like in the in the stone age in inverted commas like they just hadn't been there very long like mm. like people had been in Africa and um, uh, Europe and stuff for tens of thousands of years longer than in, than there I don't understand what you mean. As in, like... Where, where did the Maoris come from? Well, they came from, you know, uh, like, Polynesian people travelling boats and stuff and, like, ending up on islands. But, you know, yeah, they'd migrated there. Yeah, so they were newly there. Uh, Relatively, I yeah. They hadn't been there that long. Yeah, yeah, because right? if you think about how, like, if you had to walk from the middle of Africa to New Zealand, that's way further than Africa to Europe or the Middle East or something. Yeah. And you have to cross big fucking oceans and shit to get Yeah, it's going to take a lot longer. Mm. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the thing with the pack beasts is, um, uh, is um, it goes back, there's a really famous book called Guns, Germs and Steel. Um, and it's basically about how, it's, it's like a theory called geodeterminism and it basically talks about how the, um, the sort of the, the circumstances that you find yourself in um, as a civilization are a big determining factor in what happens and it's it's kind of dispelling the whole great person theory and like oh Columbus was fucking had a massive penis and that's why he was able to do all of the stuff they did it's actually just like well no it's because in um, uh, North America like unless you're going to try and tame a fucking bison there is nothing that you could like build a fence around to try and like um, you know box in and sort of like have any kind of livestock or anything and and then there's loads of and then yeah there's there's loads of threads you can pull on it because um a lot of like um the diseases that we brought over to the in inverted commas again the new world um those came from the fact that in like these big dense european cities people were living in close proximity with animals all of the time um mm. and then you know zoonosis is where um i um disease is coming from animals like like in the same way coronavirus you know came from a bat or a pangolin or a armadillo or whatever it was um like those are the most virile like those are the most dangerous diseases because the ones that have just been made and passed from human to human all the time in the same way that spanish flu 
that killed millions of people is now just normal flu. They've been tamed down, whereas it comes, sorry, if it comes from an animal, it gets um, really bad. And then that's what we brought over. And that's why they didn't have resistance to these type of things, because they didn't have animals that they lived closely with. Huh. I listened to, um, you know, that The Rest is History podcast that you were mm. about. I listened to the Columbus episode. Oh, yeah. They did a three-part series, I think, on Columbus, and it was fascinating. I didn't really know much about him personally, but, like, I didn't realise he'd sort of died in um, obscurity, pretty much. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, funnily enough, I've just been reading um, Otto English's Fake History, which talks quite oh, a lot about... Oh, that's great. I read that. Yeah, the, there's a whole bit in, about Columbus and that, and he says that, um, it, uh, you know, there's obviously a couple, of, like, all these things come from a couple of different starting points, but it was Irving Washington's, um, one of his books that started, like, the Columbus myth. Um, yeah. And, like, they wanted... Like it was almost sort of a intentionally fabricated thing of like we need a sort of civilized European to be the figurehead of this because yeah. if we actually went back to who the sort of um, f- initial founders or settlers were, we'd be talking about you know Vikings and barbarians yeah. basically, which isn't the image that they wanted. Because he didn't actually have that much to do with North America. Did Never he? set foot on he, North America. No, he he I and I didn't realize that at all. It was way more. I think it was Venezuela he sort of I thought it was at. um San Domingue which became Haiti or uh, Haiti. Oh I right. Think, okay. but I might be yeah, wrong. you probably know more I never remember the details, but yeah. Really good though. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, great book so far. I've just um I've just read the whole thing about Dunkirk in that one. Yeah. I had no idea. I was idea. thinking about getting that for first nephew. I think he would really enjoy that. Mm. He loves all this like raging against the system. Yeah, he's a cutie. Um, oh, see how engaged our podcast would be if it was on a subject I was interested <laughs> in. Oh, well, social sciences, come on. Um. Anyway, right. So you that's... did all my history podcast for me this week because I'm off work a little bit. How did that go? Oh, it was just like um, uh, it was just like a normal episode of it. We'll never got in touch to fucking recording. <laughs> oh, it did it not happen? <laughs> no. Well, I, um... Yesterday afternoon came and went, and I didn't get a message oh my from it. God. <laughs> oh, I guess all that work's piling up for me when I get back then. <laughs> Great, good. Um. Anyway, so is that it now? Have we run out of time? What? How long? Oh, have we that been was good though. It was good content. It wasn't science. <laughs> It was education, uh, though. And I think yeah. that the best teachers are the ones that kind of give context and, you know, get you inspired about the subject. Yeah. No, you got me inspired about talking to you in the world, not about the subject at all. Yucky. Springs. That's how we got there. You Kangaroos. Oh, yeah. That was that was a fun <laughs> tangent. Um, kangaroos. Um, I'll, I'll cycle this bit more back to science. It's a very efficient way to move because if you think about when you're walking, you know you have to put in effort in every individual step a little bit. You know, not loads. Mm. Walking's very efficient as well. It's one of the reasons why humans are very successful creatures. Um, but kangaroos is very efficient because if you think of it as a spring, they spring forwards, they land, it compresses the spring and all, most of the energy that they've used in taking that first step is then stored up in the spring. And then when they spring back up, they just use that same energy again. So they don't have... Do they have the same muscles? Are their muscles like slightly different to ours? I think they're quite different, yeah. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Are they more... Are they... 
this is going to sound really stupid, but do they have do they look like springs? Do they have like springy bits in them or anything to be good at being springs? Because I never feel like my muscles are that helpful when I'm jumping. Um, it's more they're more they're not they're not like coiled springs. No, no, no. They're more I like that, rubber I just bands. If they evolved to have slightly different muscle fibers or anything that were more springy, I'm sure they have. Um, to be honest, I, I, I any think... kangaroo scientists, please get in touch. Oh, I'd love that. Anyone that wants to pay for us to go to Australia Zoo as well. Ah, oh, yeah. Maybe we should try and get booked on the Australian festivals. Go out and do Lex Education Live. Mm, that would be good. I want to meet the Irwins. That's my tummy rumbling. <laughs> that was your tummy. Wow. Yeah, I've got a rumble in my tumble. Um, anywho, so um, the relationship that we've just talked about, um, force equals spring constant times extension, this does not just apply to pulling springs. It also applies to the compression of an elastic object. Yeah, okay. Um, That's the push-me-pull you thing I was talking about. Oh, uh, okay. Sure. Um... <laughs> Now, do you remember the concept of work? Yep. Do you want to just just a little little nip of a definition? Uh, have, you, have you seen this, by the way? Nyoki is literally yeah. sat in the crook of my arm. <laughs> she's she's needy today. Yeah. She's up in the neediness on the podcast by three percent. Um, it's it's when force displaces an object that is work. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it's um, work is defined by the amount of force you applied and the distance that went uh, that that it that it pushed something. Um, ow, ugh, go then, go. Um, <laughs> a force that yeah. So uh, and a force that stretches a uh, spring is doing work. You see? Yeah, because it's moving one end of the spring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, and the work that is done is then stored as elastic potential energy in the spring yeah ready to go boing or pring (laughs) those noises really illustrated going out or back in I realised now they did not at all no Provided the string is not inastic, in, inelastically deformed, the work done on the spring and the elastic potential energy stored are equal. Do you remember last time when we spoke um, that if you stretch a spring too far and you break it, then you, you, you ruin all of these formulas. None of them work anymore if you break the spring. Yeah, it's like how we... Ugh, normal work done. If you go too far... Suddenly, you've undone all your work, you know? What do you mean, normal work? Oh, you mean like plastic surgery? plastic surgery, surgery. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you've had work done, you know? You have it done, there's a limit, and then, bring broken. Now you just look, you just don't look quite like a human face anymore, and people's eyes will scrinkle when they see you. That's the uncanny It's your choice, you do what you do, no judgement, but I think we read faces weirdly when they've had too much work done or too much it's a judgment call isn't it that it's not my value judgment to give but 
Well, you seem to be digging yourself a pit that no one's asked for. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, uh, so it says students should be able to describe the difference between a linear and non-linear relationship between force and extension. Hmm. So do you know what a linear relationship is, Laura? It's like a relationship where, like, if I pull, it comes with me and, and it's coming with me at the same rate that I'm pulling. We've, we're, we're growing at the same rate kind of a deal. Like... <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It's just like you stand on stage with a microphone as a job and communicate with people. And then like, you try and do something like this. And it's just like the worst word salad. <laughs> I've seen you do hour-long shows that have made people cry. And then... <laughs> I know what I'm talking about there. I I never talk about stuff that I'm not confident in. This, maybe linear just means like it's quite straightforward, the relationship. It's just going in one direction. A line. It's a line. Is it that? Is it a straight line? No backtracking. It's no squiggles. So it basically just means that it's proportional. So if That's exactly what I said. Yeah, but do you see how I said it in one word? <laughs> oh, but you're a scientist. And if I'd said proportional, you'd probably have said, explain that to me without using the word that basically means linear. Well, no, I'd have said, explain mm-hmm. that to me, because I just want to make sure you haven't read it on the back of a crisp packet and are yeah, parroting and it back to me. You actually understand what it means. explanation I'd already bloody given. Yeah, but again, Laura, I said, yes, you're right. It just means that it's proportional. Yeah, but you kind of went, yes, you're right, you tiny idiot. No, that's What's you projecting. I don't think it is. I've got my pen now. Ooh, found another gel pen under the table. Okay. So if I put in neck. twice as much force, I'm going to extend the spring twice as... Oh, goodness. Extend the spring twice as far. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Whereas an, an example of a non-linear relationship would be an exponential one. So if I um, oh yeah, put in twice as much force, I might extend it four times as far. Pretty cool. Okay. Pushing a ball down a hill has an exponential relationship. Does it? Yep. Okay. Because it will gather speed. As it goes down. So the last thing that it wants us to do is... Well, done well I mean, we have no it's idea of knowing if that's right. Feels right, doesn't it? <laughs> it's Let's boring enough podcast. that I'm not going to answer. <laughs> Let's do another podcast called Feels Right, doesn't it? And we just sort of say stuff that... No, wait, that's all podcasts. <laughs> just say stuff that you just sort of blindly assume is right without really checking. To be but fair, about it, it is in most online conversations. It is intoxicating, though. Like, we talked for five minutes earlier about all of that stuff, and it was the best I've ever felt on this podcast. Yeah. If you Half didn't... remembered things and facts that are not facts, it's podcasts. <clears throat> 
So it also says, Laura, students yeah. should be able to calculate a spring constant in linear cases. So we're going to do some, okay? All right, then. I've made a boob out of some blue tack. Look, it's got quite a convincing nip, I think. <sighs> boob. <laughs> call me a boob. I'd never call anyone a boob. You're a boob. What film's that from? Um, look who's talking. Oh, uh, Quite a good guess, though. Who? Yeah. So, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> it takes... Two to tango. A force of 500 to extend a spring one metre. Hang what? on. Writing time. What's the spring constant? Wait, I said wait, you fuck. That was a bit much, huh? Well, you heard me say wait, and I said I was writing and you carried on. But I'd given all of the information, I was just finishing off the question. But it wasn't until you got to the end of saying force 500 newtons, that was when I'd selected a gel pen and decided to write this down. Then I had to remember 500 newtons. Well, in fact, you didn't say newtons. You said force 500. I remembered it was newtons. And now I've written that down. And now I don't know the rest of the information. What was it, please, sir? A distance of... I'm going to change it, actually. Um, Why? 10 metres we're extending this spring. 10 metre spring. What's the spring constant? Okay, so... Force. So we got five hundred equals x times ten. So to get x, we've got to divide both sides by ten. So the spring constant is fifty newtons per meter. Yes. Very nice. Well done. Um, okay, let's do a different one just to test your maths. Is it? Is that right? Yeah. You divide 500 by 10. Gnocchi can Great. do that. Fuck you. <laughs> for, for context, listen. Laura said she was quite stressed before this <laughs> recording. <laughs> I'm doing my best to wind her up. Um, she's got nothing going I'm on in her life. <laughs> not rising to the bait. It's fine. Who even needs access to their own Facebook account? What does it matter if some scammer on the internet's got all of my personal messages and bank details? So, Laura, if yes. it took a force of 47 and a half newtons to extend a spring... Oh, hang on. ...eight centimetres, what's That's the spring constant? That's a much harder sum. Eight centimetres? Yep. Wait. Well, first of all, I need that to be metres. <laughs> so... I'm going to multiply everything by 100. Am I? Uh, I am, just because... So, if I multiply... Do I need to multiply it by 100? I'll multiply it by 10 to get it into metres. That doesn't work. Then it's just 80. Yeah, 80 metres isn't 8 centimetres, is it? No, and 80 centimetres is still not a metre. Wait, no, I can just call it point... 
nor eight of a meter. Yep. That's easier. <coughs> so I've got to divide forty-seven point five by point nor eight. 47.5 divided by 0.08 equals 593.75. Sounds about right. I hate it when you haven't worked out the answer. Why? Because it makes me feel like all was for naught. Well, when I've just pulled random numbers out of my head to... Well, pull them out and find the answer. Do the work, Ron. No. Yes. No. Why not? Because it's just like, it's fine, isn't it? <laughs> I, find it's, I find it really hard, um, really hard to make the content for physics because it's so dry. And it's like, you know, like if this was biology and we were learning about something, I'd come, I'd do a bit of research and I'd find some cool examples around it or something or, you know, maybe because I'm a top legend they'd just come off the top of their head <laughs> but when we're just talking about springs it's like <laughs> can you think of any good springs? <laughs> I did think you of a cool did, one yeah. those big car ones and honestly, hey. that's why they pay you the silly money because you do have just a good spring on the back of the knocking for when the weirdest the heckler ever comes up is the slinky a spring? Um, what's I, going on when a slinky goes down the stairs? that's for another day <laughs> <laughs> but no, a slinky's not a spring. Let's make a note of that for Patreon. Oh, no, a slinky is a... If you pull a slinky, like, sideways... This is your first detention, Ron. You have to explain slinkies. I think slinkies might be a no, bit like... No, no, no. No, 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 I'm not doing it now. Um, yeah, no, um, but I think slinkies might be a bit like bikes. Like, nobody knows how they work. Oh. They get top-heavy, don't they? What? I don't know how a slinky works. Bikes do, yeah, if you put yeah. too many people <laughs> if on. you're on a bike, yeah. What do you mean no one knows how a bike works? Nobody knows what? how a bike stands up. No, that's bumblebees. That's both. No, no. honestly, nobody knows why, a, why when you're on a bike it stays upright. Get off bikes, everyone. That can't be true. Who invented them? They must have had a good idea. The Romans, I think. No, they didn't. <laughs> Romans didn't have bicycles. <laughs> No, they um, did have the wheel. They didn't have bicycles. I don't think it was Victorian times. Yeah, that's why do about right. bikes stay upright? Suddenly appear every time. I think it's just momentum. It's like every time they're on a bit of ground, they would wobble. They're not on it anymore. Wait. Imagine if a bumblebee was riding a bike. Physicists would shit their pants. This isn't possible. I'm reading an article called Your Bike's Secret to Staying Upright is Actually a Mystery. And then the first sentence of the article is everybody knows how a bike stays upright. Oh, no, wait, but then it says, or do they? Um, Okay. Always read the whole card. God, we should play a bit of Magic the Gathering when I'm in Brighton. Yes, please. I haven't played Magic the Gathering apart from on my phone in ages. And it's not as good. I forgot I had it on my phone. No, me neither. Tom doesn't really like playing anymore. Why? I don't know. Every time I've suggested it, he's just said no. Fuck. 
he had that hobby for 25 years and he introduced us to it. (laughs) (laughs) We can suck the fun out of anything. He just, he honestly probably just thought it was too boring for us to (laughs) worm our way in like a, like little bold gnocchis. Um, yeah, no. We do have a lot more money since you moved away and we stopped buying cards all the time. Mm, same. Although that was lockdown, that was fine. Yeah, and you should move back. Don't. We're going to move, though, in Brussels. Where, to, oh, just in Brussels? Yeah. Why don't you move to a quiet suburb called Brighton? <laughs> it's lovely. Everything's fine, Laura. You can live with me rent free for a year. Just a year. <laughs> Ten years. You could live with me till Nyoki. Anyway, let's not pull this thread. Um, Come on, Ron. You know you want to. Calculate work done in stretching or compressing a spring using the equation. All right. That's what we just did, right? No. Wouldn't it be the same? Why would I've it made be a woodlouse out of my blue tack now? Right oh my out. God, I'm being Will. I'm playing, literally playing with blue tack. Yeah, you are very much like Will. Um, right, okay. Can you please write out the um, the what am I trying to say? Um, the equation for spring extension. I don't know it. F equals k e. F equals k. Force equals k. The spring constant. Multiply by E for extension. Oh, it's the same as the spring constant one. Oh, I didn't know it was K. That's fun. Yeah, Hooke's Law. Hooke's Law. Mmm. <laughs> mm, look at all these like mayonnaise hooks. It... <laughs> it might ruin your cheek skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a fish is eating when it gets you like that annoying. Oh no, I don't even like coleslaw. I love coleslaw. When I was a kid, mum used to make me coleslaw sandwiches for taking oh, yeah, to school. Oh yeah, she did. Do you ever have coleslaw on pizza? No, but I would. That sounds good. It's the, it's the best thing Louise ever introduced me to. In Sweden, like cabbage salad is is common to have on pizza, but basically it's it's slightly less mayonnaisey coleslaw so but put cold salt add on some pizza, coleslaw uh, add some mayo to it and then you laugh well even having the salad as they have it delicious it adds an excellent edge to pizza but coleslaw on pizza man game changer I, yeah no i see that being good because i like my food to be wet yeah it's delicious and but extra crunch but in the cheese mm. on the mom yeah that sounds good um anyway and then can you write out the formula for work done Work done. Yes, right. Here we're looking at work, uh, which is in joules, equals force in newtons times distance. So what would the letter for work be? Uh, w. It's W. Okay, so that one is just W equals F E. Because E is distance for some reason. E is extension. Is that the same as distance? Well, when you're pulling a spring, yes. What would I put it on in my work done formula? What letter? Just D for distance? Yeah. Hi, Gnocchi. For the love of God. (laughs) She just appears from any angle into the camera field. It's amazing. Honestly, it's fucking exhausting. (laughs) 
So, we need to work out, Laura, um, how much work is done when we extend our spring, don't we? Probably. So, how can we do that with these two formulae? Well, we know the force and the newtons in our spring extensions, so we multiply them. Say that again, sorry. We know the newtons and the distance in our spring extension calculation, so we just multiply them and then we get the joules. What? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I'm just no, I'm not following you. You mean you what what are you multiplying? <laughs> Force times distance equals work done. Yeah, um, but um, what we want to do... Sorry, is, um, I'm, give me a second. Are you really hot? Which one of Ron's classics is it? It's very hot. I need some water. I'm in the wrong chair. I don't know how you do this and you don't ever drink a sip of water. I never drink water, Ron. Why not? Because it's a myth that we need it. Yeah, but why? Water's nice. Just... No, it isn't. Also, now, every time I have a drink of water, she looks at it and goes, that, that, and then I have to share my water with her, and then my water tastes like whatever it is she's recently been eating. Get different water. Oh, she doesn't want that, though. She wants the one I've had. Oh, that's like Judith, to be fair. Kid's obsessed with me. (laughs) I just can't work out where the half has come from. I don't know what's happening. Um, yeah, I really can't just... I just can't work out where the half has come from. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. No, I haven't really explained it to you. <laughs> no, you've just started muttering about a half. We've only really got five minutes of the lesson left. The thing is, so I was going to get you to combine these two um, formulas, right? Yeah. Because, so F equals KE in terms of force yep. equals spring constant. But then Got work that written done down. equals FE, essentially, like F times the extension. Yeah. So. That's what I've written down too. I'm a scientist as well. Yeah, so what, so what you can do is you can sub the F from... So F from the second one to be another KE, right? So your work mm-hmm. done equals KE times E. But then when I'm looking at... It, it, there's a half in there, and I don't know where it's come from. Because the actual formula is a half K times E squared. Yucky, get out of the drawer. Please. Please. Um, and I just don't know how to Google finding out what I... <sighs> oh, I don't understand. Me neither, Ron. 
Finding these fucking equations, please. The work done on the spring and the elastic potential are equal. <clears throat> we might have to come back to this, because I'm just... Ooh. All of these, this is saying that the formula for work done is a half force times distance. Should we come back to this because I've got gun feed squink in a minute? Yeah, we'll have to come back to it. Yeah, okay. Sorry. No, that's all right. I just, yeah, that's really thrown me off and I can't find an answer. Uh, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, okay. Right. Do you want to just say something to that extent, and then we can just stick music in and just add five minutes on when you've clarified? Yeah, I can't work this out. Um, we're, we're and the second bloody physics in a row, we're going to have to put a pin in that, and, um... Bloody hell, physics. Look at you getting cranks. All right, Ron. Um, well, listen, we'll put some jingly music in and we will return to this when you've had time to investigate. We will return. Are we saying that we had a gap? Yeah, we say at the, the end of the last record bit that oh, okay. um, I had to go away and figure it all out. Are we doing the quiz as well? No, I figured we'd just do the quiz next time. Okay. Well, Ron... How did your figuring out go? I had to text a friend and it was quite embarrassing. Was it Noah? No, I've been bothering Noah so much recently that I couldn't text. <laughs> so um, I'm learning um, I'm learning how to code for my job um, and Noah knows... Um, uh, Noah knows. Noah knows um, uh, the statistical language R um, and um, just a lot more about coding and, you know, um, development and stuff than me. So I've had, like... I've had to ask him so, so many questions recently and really dumb ones sometimes um, just about getting it set. Like, because you'd think it would just be like download a thing and get going, but it's not. It's really not. There's so much to it. But he's, yeah, so I couldn't ask him. So then I had to um, uh, ask my friend Max. Um, congratulations Max. on the engagement, Max. That's so exciting. Yes. To the travelling lady. Travelling lady. <laughs> the lady that he was going to go travelling with. Yes, okay. <laughs> I can see how that's come out with. He made it sound like he's engaged to a travelling Bible salesperson or something. <laughs> no, just a normal lady. The lady, I've met her, she's very gentle. They're both quite gentle people. Max is gentle. Yeah. He can be. He's got that, like... Oh, he'd move a ladybird air to him. Mm, sometimes. Sometimes he'd stamp yeah. on the ladybird. Oh, Max, don't do that. Max doesn't um, listen. Oh. Max, <laughs> Max did listen for a bit. I don't think he does anymore. Um, if he does, then he's a very good friend because he never mentions it. Um, but I mean, he's... Why is that a very good friend? Oh, just to listen and enjoy and not sort of, um, you know, feel like you have to make it known that you listen, you know, just oh, quiet I understand. support. Not that anyone yeah. that does make it known they listen is a bad, f but you know what I mean. Um, Ron stuck himself into mm. a hole of anxiety. Um, 
No, but he, he once said that he's always he he was always disappointed when we got off the tangent and back onto the science. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Me too. Me too, Max. I do my best to keep us in tangent alley. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I messaged Max about it. So um, I don't know how much I explained about... Tangentially. How much I explained about what was um, fucking me up last time. Um, but I'll explain it now. <sighs> My notes look absolutely nosebleed boring for this episode. Yeah, it's a bad episode. It's not even a little bit of fun. It was, it's like I'm not even there. It's a bad episode, and to be honest, like I really should have come back with Toasty Chat too, just to sort of lift the end of the episode. I'd forgotten we hadn't even finished an episode. That's where my attention spans at, so don't worry about it, yeah, Ron. Luckily, Daro will be in next week, so that's going to bring all those listeners back. Wicked. So the where it came from is that... Um, we know, you and I know, us... Actually, I can't remember if we said Dara for episode 52 or if it was going to be for the the year point. Well, 52 would be the year, wouldn't it? No, because we dropped three episodes on day one. Oh, shit. Edit this out. Hmm. It's your edit. We'll see what you do. I didn't edit it out. Um, I've got it scheduled. No, I've got it scheduled for episode fifty-five. It will be the third of July because uh, we started on the fourth of July can last year. We just year. take a break for a few weeks because I don't like that the fifty-two isn't the year. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, well, we can release it on fifty-two as a year's worth of episodes. But then that's weird as well. Well, I think I think. I think that's right. Sometimes, yes, reasons, and sometimes it's giving into an anxiety. And I think stopping a successful regular podcast <laughs> just before you've reached a year of routinely released episodes just to satisfy your brain glitching—that's fool. That's a fool's that's fool. heritage. Um, that's God, fool. haven't we been consistent though? We've been so consistent. Ron. What do you think our worst? I'm episode really proud was? of us. <sighs> this one. <laughs> I don't know, because the thing is, the ones that I think... Like, there was one the other day that I was like, oh, this is fucking dull, we just talk about science for an hour. And somebody was like, oh, this has been my favourite episode yet. It was so gentle and lovely, and you just got along and talked about science. And I was like, oh, some people like this. So I just think even when it's... um, I was thinking about this, and sorry to hark on about Complete Guide, but sometimes I get to the end of a Complete Guide episode, I don't care if nothing that's made me laugh out loud has happened. I've just... Loved hanging out with them for an hour. Yeah. And I hope that's how some people feel about this. I was listening to The Complete Guide earlier and it was very funny because they were talking about people they'd met in the UK comedy scene. <gasps> did did they say me? I think this was before you'd met them. Um, Thank you for coming up with that excuse, Ron. That was very no, kind they were, of they you. They were talking about how they got um, very drunk with Nish Kumar once. Ah. Yeah. What? Is that on a... Mm. It's I've in been Books enjoying... the Podcast, one of the episodes where they read 1984. Oh, yeah, that's quite a while ago now, isn't it? I've just been finishing Wuthering Heights. Wuthering Heights? No, Wuthering. Tom doesn't know how to say Wuthering. God, that book sounds dull. Oh, I loved it. It's, I think it's quite good. Some of, the, some of the classic book ones that they do, I get... Like, I really wanted to read Little Women after they did that one. I didn't. Little Women's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, that sounded really nice. Um, Wuthering Heights sounded awful. No, Wuthering Heights is good. I'm I'm sure it is. History has decided that. Otherwise, we wouldn't still be. Talking I read about it, it like as a teenager and found it really readable and followable and exciting as a teenager. Yeah. 
when they were saying like it's indeterminable and this and that, I was kind of like, oh, that's not. I remember it being one of the first old books that made me go, oh, it can be fun to read old books. Whereas like Pride and Prejudice, I was like, every single chapter. I read the whole thing and go, I am 100% certain there was no plot in that. And then we'd go into an English class and they'd talk about, well, you see here when she puts perhaps at the end of her sentence, that means this and that. And you'd be like, just use more exciting words then so that you know it at the time you're reading it. You don't have to go and sit in a circle and chat about it afterwards. Yeah, for me, I think my old book growing up ones were To Kill a Mockingbird... Great book. Um, Catcher in the Rye. Never read it. It's um, Catcher in the Rye. I, it's one of those books. I think you might you might have to be a teenager to really enjoy it. But I am. I think it's but I think it's worth reading because it's wise. so short that even if like <laughs> you're not like even if you're not loving it, you know you can tick it off the classic books list relatively easily. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Ron, what are we supposed to do? Oh, yeah. Because for us, this is like the start of a record. But for the listener, (laughs) they were midway through an episode where some science was happening. And then we've swanned off. I'm pretty sure. Started doing this, haven't we? I'm pretty sure we started off this episode and we talked about Otto English's fake history for like 10 minutes as well. Yeah. (laughs) This is a social sciences episode today. I'd like to to do an episode on books, maybe on the, the Patreon one day. We can do that. Yeah, we can do an English episode. I'd quite like to do that once. Let's do it. Um, 80 patrons books episode. Um, oh, my God. What? Are you even slightly making a note of this? You came up with one for 200 last week. Did I? Yeah. What was it? I can't remember now. I was, I'm hoping you're writing them down. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Stop throwing out promises that you have no no aim of, of living up to. The cook-along I'll do. And a yeah. books episode. We'll probably Hopefully do that even if now. we don't is... have 80 patrons. We might yeah. do that. Um, anyway, so the confusion came last last week because... Um, so we'd, we'd done work done. Work done equals the force being applied... Um, by the distance that it moved. And then we moved on to forces and elasticity. Um, the, the force in elasticity equals the spring constant times the extension. There was then a sentence where it says, um, provided the spring is not inelastically deformed, the work done on the spring and the elastic potential energy are equal. Then I tried to combine the two formulae um so what you can do is you can sub um the f equals ke equation into the w equals fs equation because the distances are the same so they become s or e squared um and then the f um is then k but then at the end of the section it says um that the um the uh 
Um, the formula for elastic potential energy is elastic potential energy equals a half k squared. And I was like, what? Where's that half come from? That doesn't make any sense to me. Then I spoke to Max about it, and he was like, yeah, it's because to actually um, find those, you've got to integrate the um, yeah, in integrate the, um, the curve and find the area underneath it. And then that's basically finding out the area of a triangle. Um, and it's because the force isn't always constant. Um, the force changes as you extend. Oh, that's really good. So, the key thing to take away and potentially write down is elastic potential energy equals a half times K, which is the spring constant. Hang on, it's going too fast, it's going squared. too fast. Elastic potential energy. Yes. Elastic potential energy. Equals a half times the spring constant times the extension squared. Uh, Ronald! But I can't just say half a sentence. You can. Half? What? <laughs> half the spring constant represented by the letter K. Hang on. Stop. Stop again. K. Yes. Multiplied by the extension squared. Ugh. This one's more complicated. What do you call extension? E? E. Lily. 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 <sighs> God. Okay, so we need to do be able to do sums with this, okay? Okay. So what um so let's say that the spring constant for a spring, Laura, is a yeah. hundred and nineteen. Um and we extend that spring. Two and a half meters. How much elastic potential energy is in that spring? Hmm. So, first of all, I need to halve 119. So, that's difficult because it's an odd number. So, what am I looking at? 59.5 there. Then, squared is timesed by itself. So, it'll be two and a half times two and a half. So, do you know what, what? bod mass is? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Bring old dogs more and angel squash. Angel squash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that, isn't it? Uh, two and a half times two and a half equals 6.25. Uh and then just times those together, I believe. But I imagine you've told me this bob mass thing because I've done it wrong. So, elastic potential energy, discounting bod mass, 371.875. Sounds about right. Ah. Screw you, bod mass. Do you want to know what bod mass is? I, it's something about the order you have to do maths in, isn't it? Like yeah. Byron, Trump's, Overlord's, well, why would multiple, add, these, subtract. Yeah, there's brackets, order, division, multi ah. multiplication, addition, subtraction. Yeah. So do whatever is in the brackets first. There wasn't any. I didn't no. write any brackets. No, that's no, that's fine. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, and then order it means you do like things that are squared first and stuff like that. Oh, well, that didn't matter because I wasn't going to do anything. In this case, it, it yeah, it didn't matter, but um, just in future. So, 
Yes. Um, let's say that um, we have stored 123,000 joules of electricity. Is this, this going to be another sum? Energy. Hang on, yes. hang on, hang on, hang on. What have we done? 100 and what? We've stored 123,000 joules of elastic potential energy. That's a lot. In a spring Whoa. with a spring constant of 258. Whoa, How Jesus. far have we extended that spring? So I've got to get E squared on its own, which means I've got to divide 123,000 by half of 258. Eh? Yeah. Gotta do the same to both sides. That's I just said that you squidge. Wait. Hundred twenty-three thousand divided by um what would that be? A hundred and twenty-five hundred and twenty-nine is nine hundred and fifty-three. But then don't we want the square root of that? 953 Yeah Probably How do you do square root? It's difficult, isn't it? Um, do you divide it by itself to get the square root? Why don't you divide it by itself and see what happens? Well, then I'll get one, won't I? Yeah That doesn't matter what you divide by itself You get a one <laughs> hmm. How do you do the square root, Ron? There's a square root button somewhere in your calculator, I should think. Oh, if I turn it sideways. Are you impressed with me for realising I need to get the square root, though? No. 30.88. 30.88 what? Metres. Well done. Yes. Um, and I think that's probably a good place to leave this weird disjointed booksy episode. Yeah. Ron, I'm a big fan of being your sister. Oh. <laughs> Okay. So... Now, this quiz is going to be tricky because we've done another episode since we did this episode, so I don't... I double don't know anything. Yeah, luckily we didn't... Oh, Ron, I used all my gel pens for Eurovision last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, for the scorecards. All the girls came over and we watched Eurovision and um, my gel pens got used for something other than science and they're so happy now. That's... That's very nice. I, I'm not having any more of you being angry at me for convoluting the podcast time continuum after this mention. What? You're always like, you can't mention that because it's going to make the fucking listeners' wigs blow off because... We're... Ron, I'm sorry, but the last thing we recorded was you doing a ten-minute tirade about how no one should listen to our podcast because it's all bad and bollocks. So I will talk about Eurovision having been last night, even though it's late June now, to my heart's con-fucking-tent, thank you. What did you think of the coronation? <laughs> I think it's very boring. 
I did watch nearly all of it, though, because Mum was staying. So we had it on. I saw your tweet about the, the normal life thing. That was very Oh, funny. my God, it was insane. It was just insane. The thing is, like, I do kind of get why Mum likes it, because she's like, oh, it's history. But it's uncomfortable history. Like, there's loads of history I wouldn't want to watch live. <laughs> and continuing to crown, like, a an overlord is is probably one of them like yeah there's just there's just quite a lot of history that yeah it is history but um it doesn't mean it's like phenomenal but also the, the one of the problems i had with it is like yeah it is history and like it's a little bit significant we watched like a bit of it just out of interest um we watched like the most right-wing fucking clip show of it just didn't sort of see like how nuts it got um but like it is history but then they don't they know they don't didn't explain any of the history during any of it so it's like oh he's touching the sacred stone he's putting on the magic glove and all of this stuff and he sat on like this wooden chair that looked awesome and it's like what's the history of that object what the fuck's going on why is he touching yeah, but that's all because all the history is it's just a. Uh, well we stole that from india and that's greek uh that is from uh a, a country that's now called this in africa but hey for 70 years we called it this because be we thought Jones. it was more fun yeah. <laughs> Exactly. John Smith's garden. Um, like, that's l- literally the history of it all. So they can't... Like, that. that's what's weird about it now, I think. It's like that William and Kate's kids being in a gold carriage and the commentator saying, like, oh, they just want them to be quite normal. I think if you're going to have a monarchy rolling around London in golden carriages in stolen gems, go balls out unapologetic. This, like, half-hoddling on the line with Charles going, like, oh, it's going to be a pared down monarchy because I'm so with it and with your woke nonsense. No, you can't be like a moral king. You that doesn't that doesn't exist. You be one or the other, Charlie. And like I'd have more respect for him if he just like absolutely went full dictator. But or just call the whole thing off and admit that it's nonsense. But you can't I think that's where like I've got even less patience with it where it's trying to be both things. Like, yes, I mean, I kind of go the other way, where I'm just like, it's fine. If if rich people want to waste their time doing shit like this and calling themselves, like, oh, the Marchioness of Chamontley and things like this, as if that means anything or that's a skill, um, fine. But just don't make the taxpayer pay for it. Yeah, that part of it is bollocks. Um... So there you go. That's the topical segment of this yeah. week's episode. Um, quiz? <laughs> yeah. Okay. For 51. Let me just flick to page 51. Oh, no. It's just lots of numbers. Mm. Iron equals potassium. Oh, oh no. I just did a periodic table joke for you, Ron. Oh, that was a joke. I didn't (laughs) realise. Because it says F equals K-E. Okay. Is that none of them? F is F-E. Potassium is K. Okay, fluorine equals... Because that's F-L. No, it's just F on mine. Oh, yeah, you're right, sorry. Um, is there an E? This, there Laura, isn't an this e. is this is falling flat. 
Because you're not reacting to it like a good Cole Pilkington ought to. I have to say that after 10 plus years of being a boy a bit interested in science, the the elements jokes lose, lose their luster. Sorry, everyone. That's okay. You ready for the quiz now that I've thoroughly crushed your spirit? Yeah, well, now I just feel bad about everything. I was already tired and a bit hungry. I hang a... I didn't even do any drawings in this episode. I must have been so sad. <laughs> we need to get out of this funk. You brought the funk! Oh, I'm in a funk. <laughs> right, we'll ask a fucking question then. It's <laughs> not unfunking. Hey, Ron, what's the first question? Mmm, I eat questions for breakfast like delicious Gordon Ramsay eggs. Oh, we're not a good family in this. <laughs> Why is the whole family being thrown under the bus now? Because... What's happening to you? Have you had breakfast? Have some breakfast for fuck's sake. It's like trying to do a podcast with a dementor. I'm recording a podcast right now. <laughs> I hang a weight on a spring. Is this yeah. the question? Or is this you telling me about your future plans? This is a cry for help. <laughs> the whole podcast is a cry for help. I just thought it was mine. I hang away on a spring. Uh-huh. What forces are involved in the extension of the spring? Gravity and Newtons. Newtons is the unit that forces are measured in. Gravity is correct. There's a gravitational pulling it down. Mass. Don't just say things. Don't just... It was fine <laughs> in and around the eggathon, but I think just the boldly burping into the microphone needs to stop. There's behind the curtain, and there's that. <laughs> just a bit of cute noise over the top of it. Like, are we just going to start like ripping loud ass in, in the podcast? Like, where does it end? <laughs> Distance? Is distance a force? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pull, pulling, pushing. Well, pulling? The, the gravity's pulling, pulling. It, isn't it? Yeah. Don't try and hold in your head. Tugging. Uh, try and hold in your head the question that's been asked. So, forces. I've hung a, a weight spring? on a spring. Yep. Sounds like a song, doesn't it? I'm your weight on a string. Puppet on a string, that's what I'm thinking of. <sighs> Eleanor Rigby. So gravity. Hanging a weight on a spring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gravity. Did you hear that? That was my tum. Um, no. Oh, is that yeah. your tumpkin? Have some I breakfast then. I'm recording a podcast. For all of our Answer sake. Answer the question and then I get breakfast sooner. I did, gravity. Yes, what are the forces? Because if only one force is acting on something, then the 
continued effect of that force is going to keep happening, isn't it? If gravity is the only force acting on something, it's going to fall to Earth. But I haven't... Not if you've stuck it on a Yeah, so there's another force. <laughs> Glue. No. What did you Glue, do? Like, why it is not a string? force. <laughs> Sticky? Sticky's <laughs> not a force. <laughs> Tell me the forces and I'll pick one. Draw a diagram. No! I don't want to ever draw diagrams. Diagrams make it harder to understand, in my experience. Okay. Well, why don't you flick back through your notes? I'm looking at my notes. Maybe you could go further back to the stuff that we did about forces. Ugh. Elasticity? I've written that really big. Oh, yeah, because that was the title, not a force. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Trouble is, though, my physics notes are always just scribbles. Let's move on. Um, this is just question one of a quiz. Weight is a force. Weight. Weight. What defines something's weight? It's mass and the gravity acting upon it. You've said gravity in, in a few yeah. different forms. <laughs> Okay. So, Laura, think about it this way. So, mm-hmm. I've hung the, the weight on the spring. The spring is extended, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then the mm-hmm. weight has stopped moving down. What has stopped the... Vector! <laughs> <laughs> no. What has stopped the spri- uh, the weight from moving down anymore? The spring. Yep. So, what force is the spring applying to the weight? Spring constant. Don't just say things. Spring intermittent. Spring, spring, spring. The spring, spring. the spring is pulling it back up, isn't it? And counteracting the force of gravity. Up. <laughs> Down five. Up. <laughs> Do you get Holding. that? Holding. Holding force. I've. Telling you right now, stop guessing. <laughs> it's like, what's the capital of Poland? Uh, Gdansk? No, no, it's Warsaw. Berlin? What, <laughs> no, you, what have you said then? What have the you said? spring is pulling upwards and counteracting the force of gravity. I've said spring and up. Yes. What's right then? Because the spring is pulling its attention force. You didn't say tension. What you've said, what you've said is not what I've said. You've used two words of the sentence, but you used them disconnected in between a bunch of other garbage. If I throw away eggs and flour into the bin, I have not made a cake just because they're both there. Eggs. Your egg obsession. Okay, no you we're moving on, poop. we're moving on, we're moving on. The mass of How the many points there, did I get there? One. Nothing. I fucking did, I said gravity. Oh, yeah, but it's one mark the whole question. No, it isn't, it's this two is, marks. No. <laughs> Carol, you decide. <laughs> <laughs> Carol will let me have points, I know. Um, the mass of the object I've hung on the spring is 2.3 kilograms. I can't hear you when you use that voice. 
The mass of this object that's that's hung on the spring is 2.3 kilograms. Mm-hmm. And the spring extends by 75 centimeters. What is the spring constant of that spring? <laughs> is that Woo! voice better? This is the bit where we either really cement our fans or the podcast ends, isn't it? I think anyone that's still listening after I told them that they were <laughs> buckling in for six weeks of repetitive and bad content are the real fans. What did you say? I didn't listen to any of the numbers. But that's why I paused after them, because you always tell me off for going too quickly. The way... Um, I was weight, just waiting to see if it was something I was going to know. The weight is 2.3 kilograms and the spring extends by 75 Wait, 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 wait. 2.3 kilograms. Yep, and 75 yep. centimetres. 75 centimetres. What do you want me to do? What is the spring constant of the spring? That's not good content, Laura. Don't do that. We can't. We can't just have a tapping bit. We can't. Just edit it out, you fuck. <laughs> you just edit it out. You're allowed to let me think, and then you just edit it out. No. It's like how you know when you watch a sitcom. They did that scene loads of times to practice it. You don't watch Ross and Rachel fucking fall out nine times in a row. You just watch the one they liked. There's nobody yeah. going, oh, but I like all the behind-the-scenes bits. You just fucking cut it. <laughs> so just cut it. But I don't like to do that too much because I don't want to give the listener the impression you were that quick. <laughs> Well then, tapa tapa tapa, motherfucker. Because I need to think. The problem I've got here is that my numbers for a spring constant. Mm. Mm, I need to know the force. I don't know how to find out the force because you didn't tell me it. But how would the force be? What? We've we've covered gravity before. <laughs> Have we not? Yeah, the moon. So where's the force coming from that's pulling it down? Gravity yeah. and the weight. So... How do we how do we work out the gravitational force? Something to do with the weight, but what I was doing while I was tapping and I was so rudely interrupted was trying to find the little sum that works out how you get force off the weight. Do you want me to just tell you? Oh, I wanted to work it out alone, but seeing as you are so angry with me, the world and our podcast format, yeah, why don't you just tell me the answer no. and I just won't even come to these recordings. That's OK. You flick through your book and see if you can find the bit on gravity. I'm just going to clap a nice rhythm while you do that. <laughs> can you clap it right onto your frontal lobe?
<laughs> what the fuck's Dara gonna think? <laughs> Is that what's causing this breakdown? <laughs> I want to get things ship shape before Dara Breen arrives. <laughs> yeah, you're just cleaning up, cleaning house. <clears throat> no, no. I actually think our podcast is very good. <laughs> That's a clip for the socials. Despite what I've said. Despite what I went on record saying. I wouldn't listen to it, but you idiot should. Oh, Ron, I don't know how to make a weight of force. Times it by 9.81. No, that's not the answer. It is. We've never discussed that. <laughs> we have. We have not. 9.81? Yeah. Get fucked a bait. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 9.81? Yeah. That is a lie. <laughs> No. Is that Trico? No, times, We've never talked about that, Ron. Times it by 9.81. That's insanity. Why is that insanity? Well, who's carrying that around in their back pocket? I literally just told you that. Off my back pocket. For the first time, by the way. No. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Um, I've lost my calculator. So, 2.3 times 0.981. So the f- <laughs> no, no, no. 9.81. Oh, God's sake. 2.3 times 9.81. <clears throat> so the force is 22.6 newtons. What am I trying to find? The spring constant. Spring constant. Delicious piece of kit. So now I need to divide 22.6 by 0.75, which is the distance. Wait, what? No, times. (laughs) 16.95? No, because you, you should have divided it. Oh, 30-something then. Oh, I was right. Yeah, you were right the first time, so I will give you yes. the mark. You're going to give me the mark? Yeah, because you were right the yeah. first time. You just doubted yourself, but that's okay. Thank you. Now, Laura, what is the spring constant? Like, what does the spring constant describe? Stretchiness of the spring. Yeah, nice. Okay. How much elastic potential energy have we stored in the spring? A little bit. So, is that work? Is that joules? Energy. Oh, no, half times the spring constant. Times. Extension squared. Yeah, there you go. I've written that really confusingly. That much, then. Which equals? Oh, don't make me do the sums. Okay, yeah, you get the mark. What's the difference? (laughs) Run! (laughs) Yes, good. I don't want to do the numbers. No one cares. Everybody just say some numbers out loud and that's the answer. Three. 
Um, what's the difference between inelastic and elastic extension? One of them you have to get planning permission for, and the other one is just about inside, hanging out. But um, tish. Just because it's a Ron edit, so he won't do that. What was the question, I'm sorry? What's the difference between inelastic extension and elastic extension? One is stretchy and one is not. Oh, one goes back and one doesn't. No. Whip, 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 whip. One returns to its original in, form. in terms of sort of the stuff that we've been talking about. Oh, I don't know then. <laughs> elastic extension obeys the the um, the formulas and stuff that we've been talking about. Inelastic extension doesn't. Yeah. That's what I meant. Okay, so that was some marks out of some marks. Carol. Ron, your job is to keep on top of this stuff. We got no marks for the first one. I did, I said gravity. Two marks in the middle and then you didn't get the first, the last one. So two out of four ain't bad. Wonderful. God, I hope you've cheered up by the end of the outro. Yeah. That was an episode, wasn't it? It was an episode one. Are you hungover? No. No. How many... What did you drink last night? Beer. How many beers? Like eight or nine, probably. Whoa! Nice beers? Yeah. Did you have any twacker? No. Huh. I didn't do any shots. I didn't do shots. Twacker's not really a shot, though. It is. Not really. Why? Well, because it's just... Shots are, like, horrible things. Yeah. But, yeah. like, no, a shot is just 25 millilitres of something. Yeah, well, I have 30 millilitres of tobacco, and then it's not a shot, is it? Um... Blimey! <laughs> what are we talking about? Your face! Um, Ron, you have put in the notes possible detentron of the slinky thing. I didn't put that in the notes. <laughs> you must have done. <laughs> I don't think I did. Well, you edited the episode, and I haven't listened to it, so who else did? Well, I also wouldn't have had the wherewithal to put in mention that pop no, quiz. No, I just lesson. added that. Yeah. You it's wrote the same your sentence. notes, your notes that you said you tried hard on were possible detention of the slinky thing and what do you think our worst episode was? <laughs> oh, yeah, because I think this is a contender. It's a three parter. That's why I was going to say it at the top. It's a three parter. And at the beginning of every part, we talk for like 10 minutes about something else. <laughs> Uh, Why are you sabotaging the podcast from the inside? I'm not. It makes us seem vulnerable and nice. I think it makes us seem vulnerable so people are sort of scared to stop listening in case in case we sort of just fall off a cliff on purpose. Yeah. That's not the listenership you want, Ron. I don't think we want people to feel like, I God, think we want codependency with us, our listeners. <laughs> us listening to the podcast is all they've got. Yeah. <laughs> Why sugarcoat it? I think people... I think we're supposed to make it so people listen to the podcast because we're cool and they feel cool by association. <laughs> Not like the listeners are our last lifeline. <laughs> but we're not cool. We're squatting in a hutch. 
Actually, that's alive with nature. The microphone's on a on Volo's Guide to Monsters. We're not cool. Yeah, but that's not our book. That's husband of the podcast. No, but I covet book. it greatly. Oh, steal it. He'll never notice. So, yeah, what do you think of our first episode? <laughs> and why was it this one? Um, hey, if you want more of this and more of us, then join the Patreon, £3 a month. Um, and So much bloody content on there now. So much content there. There was a new pop quiz out Friday. Um, I got tested with some actual questions. And turns out the actual questions are easier than the ones. Way easier yeah. than Ron's. Not even a competition, even though it was because it was a quiz. Um, Yes, and we're back next week into the calm, calm waters of biology, which is a mystery to everyone at the moment because it's not yet edited. So how fun is that? Mm. It's a deadline now. The seven-day deadline is ticking down and a big red clock in the corner. For you to edit it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you just really looked at me like... Uh Do I need to say something? No. Always, yeah. (laughs) But you're looking at your phone, so... Yeah, I've got the Patreon. Yeah, we're not doing that bit yet, though, are we? (laughs) Why not? Because you're talking about something else, Ron. (laughs) I was getting them ready. Fuck me. (laughs) But that's what we do. What do you mean, that's what we do? That's part of this segment. Yeah, so get it up when we're doing it. I am. I think I'm quite mad at you that you're leaving. Yeah. Just coming out in the intros. You tend to resent. Yeah. Especially you. I ronsent you. I'm sorry. Just do it. <laughs> Just go. Just do the roll call. What does it matter? You're leaving anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Tom, maybe. <laughs> Official fact-checker of the podcast. Speaking to the microphone. Official fact-checker of the podcast. Um, scrolling. <laughs> They're still working their way through episode one, sentence one. And there will be some time. <laughs> and we'll be there for some time. Thank you to Scott. <laughs> Cleans out. Oh, you're just doing all of them this week. Well, you right. haven't copied I'm them. Like, I've got this. I wrote them. That's not true. I wrote them. And then I had to edit them because you said I'm doing a bit where I'm too tired to write them properly, and you'd given everyone dog shit jobs. <laughs> so I had to rewrite them to make sure everyone actually had a nice job. No, they weren't. No, they weren't mean jobs. You just said. Robert was an electron, and that was it. That was the end of it. Yeah, that was quite funny. It's funny. You, you really like, laughed at the, the pop quiz. It's not kind to people who've queued up to get a job, so just read them out, you I naughty. Am. Scott, isn't, he cleans out the sawdust and cool guy stuff from Ron's Read it more well, allegedly. Well, Ron sits in a small crate in the garden. Cheryl Turner now my one for Cheryl Turner this morning was Cheryl Turner's in charge of popping the quizzes (laughs) maybe the listeners can hear dog fucking in the background (laughs) my parents dog has been fucking Mackie Raw this week (laughs) and it's horrible (laughs) 
Everywhere you look, just the little red rocket poking her in the ear. (laughs) Sorry, Cheryl. Cheryl Turner, person who records all the sound effects that we use on the podcast, is former Miss Chicken impersonator, 1992. (laughs) And finally, the biggest thanks of all, maybe... Robert Barker. He's the union representative for Electrons, currently campaigning against the smear campaign as the world calling them the sad boys. Hey, they're not always sad. He unfortunately cannot do the work pro bono. What the fuck does that mean? It's proton. <laughs> well, then you should have said proton bono. <laughs> You should, maybe you should have. It's bad. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. We hope you love us. No, uh, that's not the class catchphrase to this episode. Class dismissed. Say it again. Class dismissed. <laughs> Bye. Bye.